0: hello and welcome to the hoops dramas podcast it's a special day it's always a special day when ben savage joins the show ben savage diehard warriors fan and this is his special day It's already a special day it makes it extra special because his team if you haven't heard won the nba championship this is your moment in the sun ben how do you feel
1: adam i feel fantastic happy to be back on the show uh it reminds me back to mid-april when i um God, what's the word I was thinking of for uh, for? Uh, you know, I didn't hoodwink your audience, but I did steal your show and wound up hosting it for you. And on that first show, we did a playoff preview. And let me just play a quick little clip from that playoff preview show. I've got it queued up here. What is it? It's the Bucks over the Warriors. Bucks over the Warriors. You got the Bucks over the Warriors. Bucks coming out of the East. Uh, I have uh, Warriors over Celtics. I love that we're in lockstep over. the Whoa, was that wow. me on April 14th, 15th, saying uh, Warriors over Celtics? It indeed was. Who knows if you could hear that because I just held my phone up. Um, so not only do I get to enjoy my favorite team winning, but I get the satisfaction on a personal level because I told you so. And you, listener, if you listened, you heard me say that before. Um, yeah, it feels pretty good, Adam. Feels pretty, pretty good. My jaw just dropped, literally. Ben could see it. You
0: can't hear it. Um, wow. We should call you Hoopstradamus because you just told the future in the past.
1: And uh, I, I can't take full credit because uh, for our second and third episodes we did, I did switch to Celtics over Warriors. And even uh, Matt Collins, if he winds up listening, would call me. He would text me right away about this. Going into the finals, I still had I had Celtics over Warriors in seven. So I was surprised um, that the Warriors won. I just thought the Celtics were, were too physical and too stout defensively at every level. But man, when it comes down to it, the Warriors got that championship DNA, Adam. They have something different about them. And they have Steph freaking Curry on their team. Just such an incredible leader. I can't wait to talk more about him. But right now, I'm, I'm basking in joy. And I think one thing that uh you know uh, you're never gonna get a sob story as a bay area sports fan first off it's the bay area it's the most desirable place to live in the country sure but also the niners have been excellent they haven't won a super bowl recently but they have five already the giants have won three in my lifetime the warriors have won four in my lifetime it's been joyous but adam there was a time There was a time in 2019 we had just lost Kevin Durant. Clay tears his ACL, and things did not look great. It was June June 13th, 2019. Not a great time. Uh, June 13th, uh, 2019, they start a trajectory downwards, which bottoms out as the worst team in the league for a year. Then 2021, a full year later, you have Steph is like 32 or 33 at this time. They're an average team. They squeak into the play-in tournament, and they show some some signs, but but that's it. And it takes until uh, the one second, which wasn't actually really happening when Draymond played with Clay and Steph. It takes until the playoffs this year, Adam. So it takes until April 2022. Three years for Steph. Clay and Dre to play together. And boy, was it worth it getting to see them come back together? How many other teams have had peaks that high and then so much failure between another peak. I was starting to think of some, but I would love to hear your thoughts. You've got Brady's success at the Patriots. They didn't fail as much. They had some years where they really weren't a title threat between his uh, peaks. I'm thinking Kobe Lakers where they really were pretty bad between when it was Shaq's team, kind of, and then when it was really Kobe's team. But can you think of another example of a team that has gone through this stretch and remained the same team because teams change, or for example, LeBron leaves Cleveland and they're awful. And then he comes back and they're great. That's different. This is the same team that got so bad. And then they're so excellent again.
0: Well, I think that, so the so bad, no, I can't, but The teams that come to mind are, and I do want to quickly clarify. So, that June 13th, that's the day the Raptors win the championship. I just want it for all the listeners out there. Um, And I do think, you know, that's that's a huge moment. Clay tears the ACL. Um, The teams that come to mind for me when you ask that question, Ben, are the Spurs and the Bulls. The Bulls, you know, Michael Jordan retires, but I wonder who was out longer, Michael Jordan or Clay Thompson? One retired. One got two serious career jeopardizing injuries, Uh, but Jordan and Pippen are, you know, the Curry and clay and uh, Draymond would then be the Horace Grant turns into Dennis Rodman. Um, And so it's like a retool. And so that's what, you know, what I have written down in my notepad here is how did we get here? And it's, brilliance on the part of bob myers bob
1: myers bob freaking myers all right and i i know i've told you this story before but most most listeners wouldn't know the best game of basketball i've ever played was against bob myers who is every bit of six foot six and just chiseled physique for probably what mid 50s late 50s guy he is such an athlete uh clearly played the game a lot growing up and he goes to the same gym uh, that my family used to go to in the Bay Area, called Oakwood. And Steph's been there a few times, but it's it's right near Orinda, which is where Steph has lived. I don't know if he still does, but it was a big deal when Riley Curry was around and in daycare. Anyway, uh, Bob Myers was running an open gym uh, Saturday morning, starts at 7 a.m. His team won six games in a row, beating me multiple times. But my last, my third rotation against him my team lost and they played twos and threes. I had 14 of my team's 16 points and I guarded Bob Myers and he guarded me and you could say he was tired because he's 60 years old and had just played six games in a row and they still won. But you know what? I I'm on his radar during that game. I didn't get a two-way contract, didn't even get a chance yeah. to be a videographer, but it felt great and I love knowing that this GM is so legit. Like he is the truth and what a rebuild he's done, Adam. Yeah.
0: Well, the, I, I thought Pretty about cool. like, what exactly, right? Because I, I thought about like, do I write on this piece of paper? Do I write rebuild? Do I write re, retool? Originally it was rebuild slash retool in my notes on my phone. When I wrote it down on paper, which is my official, this is how I do things, folks. A little inside baseball. I have a piece of paper. I'm old school. And that's how I kind of track how I go through the show. I wrote Retool. The reason being is you look at the way they got there and you, Ben, you know how strongly I feel from being in like different classes with me in college, being in sports radio together in college. You know how much I'm anti-tank. I, I think it's it jeopardizing integrity,
1: but- You're anti-tank, but you're, you're pro-love, is what I would say.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a dove, not a hawk. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, you, you look at this situation in a big part is you need to recognize what's going on around you. And the warriors were in a place where they simply weren't gonna be that good. And you know, they were kind of everyone's on their way out. Uh they let Igudala, of course, came back, igudala has gone, Livingston's gone. And it just kind of turns into this like mosh-posh of young guys. And you know what wound up being a sneaky, sneaky, brilliant move in hindsight was getting D'Angelo Russell. Because D'Angelo Russell turns into Andrew Wiggins. They don't win a championship without Andrew
1: Wiggins. Can we believe that we're saying that? In 2019, the moment when their their hopes and dreams of a three-peat were dashed, can you believe that Andrew Wiggins is the key piece in cementing the next championship? Not the most, not the most important, but the key, the final thing to put in place, the last piece of the puzzle is Andrew Wiggins. And he turned
0: into everything. He was supposed to be out of Kansas on the Warriors. He did. And And much like Kevin Durant, he became a much improved defender on the Warriors. And so like you had the Harrison Barnes and then, you know, you, you got the Kevin Durant. And then it becomes like your poor man's Jordan Poole and D'Angelo Russell. Uh, But he wasn't going to coexist in that backcourt with Steph Curry. He turns into Andrew Wiggins, who then comes back into the reincarnation of that, uh, like, small forward, small ball forward, uh, small ball power forward, like, forward piece, which was Harrison Barnes, Kevin Durant. And, man, he... Absolutely killed it on the glass. Killed it on the defense. Made big shots, and developed into the player we like. He finally—he's you cannot call him a bust anymore. Anyone who calls Andrew Wiggins a bust at this juncture is a liar or a dum dum. And there's Maybe no, the uh, yeah, it, it's kind of a d- objective at, at this point. The guy's a champion in, a, in yeah. a key part of a
1: championship team. Arguably, the second best player on a championship team. I would not make that argument. I would say he was probably third for this team, maybe third in the playoffs, I would say. But this retool you're talking about, and we're coming in. I love the energy of this pod because, of course, it's my favorite team winning. Let's talk about it the pod. Of course, I'm going to have a great time. But also, I get to gloat about being right. And I was not right (laughs) about a lot of the rebuild. What I wanted was for the Warriors to keep D'Lo and do some absolute chaos. And keep that in mind for a point I'm going to bring up in a second. I wanted to see D'Lo, Clay, and Steph on the court together. I just think the NBA is a a ground that's rife for experimentation, even though people are so afraid. In football, people are afraid to lose in a weird way. Uh, But in the NBA, you get the Raptors with with their length. And with the NBA, you get... A lot of teams, everyone wants to be a super team. But if you're not a super team, then you're like Memphis. You're like, we're going to have the roughest group of dudes around. And every year, we're going to try to do that. Popovich, we're going to have five team players. And we're going to see how that works. And occasionally, you get these uh, manifestations of this, the highest level. And it's, it's really exciting. So I wanted offensive anarchy. I wanted uh, the best shooter of all time with the second best shooter of all time with a guy who can generate offense at multiple levels on the court. So I, I wanted to see it, didn't get it. So when they trade for Wiggins, Adam, you know who was calling Wiggins a bust was me and everyone else back then. So a lot of people like to say, I know I'm a big Zach Lowe guy. He was early on like, that's a great trade for the Warriors. I said that was a great trade. Let the record state. And and that's that's something I think a lot of people were wise to that. I was not. I was not. I wanted them to keep d and just make it work. Let's move forward to the next critical juncture, the number two pick in the 2020 draft. And that winds up being James Wiseman, of course, picked one pick ahead. Anthony Edwards, one of the key pieces in the league right now. And I really wanted the Warriors to take LaMelo Ball. Remember what I just said about offensive chaos. I wanted to seize that opportunity of let's just put another Joker wildcard character in this environment Fuck defense. Frick defense. Sorry. I know kids watch this. Uh, <laughs> let's see what happens. Why not be the best offense in the league? What, uh, tell me, tell me the reason why we wouldn't do that. And they didn't. And I had, when LaMelo was on his way to a rookie of the year finish, I don't, I forget if he wound up being that, but I think he got hurt so he didn't qualify or something like that, but he was clearly the best player in the draft um, for the first year. Anthony Edwards, probably higher stock now. Um, But I remember I had like eight different text threads where I was like, the Warriors should take LaMelo. So I felt so disappointed and like the Warriors chance to come back was slipping away when James Wiseman turned out to be, you know, he's played like 30 games ever, something like that. So who knows what he is? Um, And I'm excited about what I've seen so far, but they are just better at their jobs than I am. And they did great stuff. Uh, 49. 39 games for James Wiseman. Yeah. And like yeah. four games in college or something like that. But yeah, it's just, uh, they're great at their jobs. I am not, well, I'm actually pretty good at my job, but my job is not NBA GM, thank God. Uh, and I I just love how they kept so many of the core pieces intact. A guy like JTA, who's now on the Lakers, will be missed so thoroughly because he was a point of stability on that team through dark times. And he could have, he did play moments in the finals, I believe even though he was not getting any uh, consistent minutes. And I just think guys like him developing Jordan Poole, Gary Payton, the second, like there are just so many wonderful things about these subtle moves that built into a wonderfully balanced team um, that you just can't say enough praise of Bob Myers.
0: And the James Wiseman situation. So they didn't get LaMelo, but they get Jordan Poole, 28th pick. Of the 2019 draft. So they oh wow. Oh, okay, never mind. I thought we had the same birthday, but he debuted on my birthday. Okay, still happy birthday to me, Jordan Poole. I'll take it. Great gift. Uh anyway. Um it's like sure they didn't get Lamello, but long term, long term, maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm right. Long term, I bet you're gonna be glad they have Jordan Poole and James Wiseman instead of LaMelo. No disrespect to LaMelo, but like, of course, Steph should have the keys to the convertible. And the, you know, you talk about genius of Bob Myers. How about Steve Kerr, you know? And what he has done to, you have this interchangeable piece. And I always talk about this, so whatever. But the interchangeable piece of Jordan Poole to play either guard position, he's 6'4", 194, listed at, He's only twenty three years old, and when you look at the Warriors roster up and down, there are uh, Igudala's thirty eight, um, Steph Curry's thirty three, Draymond and Clay are thirty one, and I don't know what Belicia's status is if he's still there or not. But no, he's old. Yeah, he's thirty three. But other than that, everyone is younger than thirty. And you have key pieces like Jonathan Kaminga's,
1: you know, and Moses Moody and James Wiseman and Jordan Poole. They, they have, only they have a, who
0: can legally drink of the people you just mentioned. Andrew Wiggins is only 26. Gavon Looney's just entering his prime. Like the people who said that the window was closed were wrong. We're wrong. They were victims of the moment. No, no, no. They played this all right. Hey, it looks like we're going to be bad, so let's be bad. Let's get good draft picks, and we'll ride this wave. Steph is hurt. Okay. All right. Let's get some young assets. Let's make some moves here. And then the people who work for ESPN, all right, going back to the fall of 2021, who said the Warriors were not a playoff
1: team? (laughs) That's what I have to say to you. I think I want to take this chance to dunk on myself one more time and bring up, well, we're talking about sports here. Everyone's results driven. I think we look at not trading James Wiseman and we see the Warriors won a finals and that was the correct move. I still think, and there's nothing, we can't go back in time and say that they didn't win the finals. I still think the Warriors should have traded Wiseman and maybe Jordan Poole for someone like Bradley Beal, even though like, maybe it's not even as good of a fit. And maybe those numbers don't work out. I know the warriors can do crazy things for their cap because Joe Lake I still think that they went in a man down to that Celtics finals. And given that they got zero from the number two pick, I think you turn the number two pick into increased odds to win the finals kind of any time, even if it's short-term thinking. And that's just a philosophy I have. It's one that now that they won and they didn't have to that, I'm thrilled that they didn't because they right. have five guys who could make up a lineup for the next eight years and not acquire anyone else.
0: Like, let's look at best case scenario. Wiseman keeps the door open because who is he getting compared to? David Robinson and Chris Bosh? Like those are the cops, you know. Like I know. I just play since high school. But best case scenario, the dude keeps the window open. And what I love about this even more is, you know what? Age is well. Shooters, run around. Oh man! Screens. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson are not done clay thompson might not be the clay thompson of old i don't think we're gonna see that version again but this 85 percent of what he of the 100 he used to be is still pretty damn good and he's jordan Poole might be better than him already But the like what Jordan Poole is doing at the end of third quarters in the NBA finals, like, oh, I'm just going to shoot this from uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico, swoosh, you know,
1: like. You can obviously fault the guy. There's so many low light clips of Jordan Poole being a turnstile on defense. And I get that. There are maybe 10 players in the league harder to guard with the ball in their hands. Like, are we at that point? With Jordan Poole, am I am I being insane, Adam? And I think no, you're not. I think uh, Jordan Poole is like literally overrated or underrated. He is impossible to guard. He'll make turnovers. He's also 23. You said, uh, and was in the G League last year. I think there's no reason to think he doesn't improve. Probably not the same absolute value, but like significantly. And right now, there are many teams in the league who would kill to have a guy who can create a shot at any point in the game and also still fit in the system when they need to, he'll fit in the system. He'll make passes. He'll break down any kind of defense. That is a rare asset. And I would so much rather have a guy who can do that than not. Like I don't care.
0: Or go ahead, go ahead.
1: I I don't care that he's the worst defender on the team that is still in elite defense.
0: It is, it is. And you know, one of the reasons I brought up the Spurs Uh, as far as like, what does this remind me of is in 1997, they get Tim Duncan. And then, you know, they wind up getting Manu Ginobili and Tony Parker and, you know, David Robinson retires. Then they get this guy named Kawhi Leonard. And so they were able to be sustainable by doing what they had to do to make smart draft choices, like getting pool at 28. That's going to go down as one of the best picks in NBA history pool will make all-star teams. Like, let me be clear about that. And then you have like, if him and Wiseman pan out, like let's fast forward five years into the future is Steph still playing at 38. I don't know. Uh, Is Clay still playing at 36? Probably is Draymond still playing at 36. I think so. I don't think he's the player he is anymore, but Wiggins is probably at the end of his prime at 31 Jordan Poole is in his prime, maybe the best scorer on that team at 27. James Wiseman is 25, Kaminga is 24. And then it gives them a chance to not only like have this window very much open for more championships in the next five years, let alone next year, a potential repeat, which I think they absolutely could do. It's like, this is something that has the potential to having that 20 years sustainability that teams like the spurs had and so yeah. that's where it's just like brilliance from the top down and you know who's great at developing talent and getting the most out of guys and figuring out how to use them A guy named steve kirk certified yep. Yep. genius
1: i agree and i think you know adam we, we were talking about the rundown for the show before we've got steph respect coming up but i i really want to just pivot that and loop that into a final conversation about uh, the Warriors' all-time dynasty and Steph's place in that. I want right. to keep talking about the offseason and Wiseman in particular. And, and I, think the, I think Chris Bosh is really generous. I don't think we've seen his offensive game be as dynamic as Bosh grew to be. Of course, like young Bosh versus young him, very different. Um, David Robinson, I hope. I, I certainly hope. But I'm curious, and and maybe as an outside perspective, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Like, is a rim-running shot blocker what the Warriors team needs? Maybe I'm being stupid, and every team needs that, of course. And they they don't have one right now, so why not? But I kind of feel like Kevon Looney, and maybe it's just because he's there, is the perfect fit of a rebounding dog with good perimeter defense, good interior defense, and a capable when assigned to shoot offensive game, but obviously not the athleticism that Wiseman projects to have.
0: Yeah. And I think like Wiseman has the potential to be a way more all around basketball player, but yeah, it's kind of like, he's a white elephant. If you've ever played white elephants, you know what I mean? Like you can kind of shake the box and you might have an idea. Well, this one looks like it's expensive, but we haven't really truly opened the box yet. I don't know. I guess we've opened the box, but we haven't really given it a full go. Maybe it's a weak comp. But you know what I'm trying to say here is like we still are figuring out who Wiseman is, but there's a reason he was like the number one high school guy in the country. There's a reason uh, that he got drafted so early despite hardly playing in college, and that every college coach in the country had to have this guy uh is in the the frame is ridiculous what is he 7-1 yeah 7-1 240 and that's where you get some of that Robinson and uh, that comparison. pedigree
1: that pedigree harkens back to Andrew Wiggins who has all of the athleticism and the tools in the world but couldn't really put it together is there a better place you'd want to land as a young player than Golden State I don't I, I think it's like very clearly no but that's also coming from me
0: I think the weird thing about the Wiseman situation, it's like a blessing and a curse. Like, here's how this can help him here. Here's how this could hurt him though. Maybe he needs a bigger role to truly turn into develop into a superstar that he can be, but he also on the other side of that coin has less pressure on him to meet these super high expectations right away because he can tote the, they can contend for a championship with him being like the sixth best player on the team. They can
1: contend with a championship with him not on the court.
0: Yeah. Now, next year, it would be interesting. I think he will uh, take over that starting spot. You know, he, he's shooting 31-6 from three on his career. That gives you a lot of versatility, especially when you look at the kind of things that Kerr has done. But let me take you back to when the Warriors blew the 3-1 league, or lead and how it happened. We have to they Andrew Bogut gets out. Andrew Bogut was not he he was an important role player but the role players are so important and the warriors have done this on small ball different variations of the same kind of lineup whether it's a you know a, a younger Iguodala and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green or it's Draymond Green Wiggins and then the splash triplets on the floor together. But when you look at what happened when they became a fastball pitcher without a breaking ball they became predictable yep sure it's the best fastball in the game but you know it's coming and that played into the cavalier's hand and then they're like okay well if you can only play small we're going to bully you and we're going to kind of They took over that series from that point. Obviously, the Draymond suspension was key too, but the turning point in that series, in my eyes, was when Bogut got hurt and they didn't win another game. What the reason I think it is okay to have this like rim running center who shoots threes is he they need someone who can do the rebounding down there. In a best case scenario, you need some or you can have that person also have a lot of range and be able to create a shot for himself which they haven't had necessarily at this true center position right um so I'm interested to see how they not just what Wiseman looks like but what kind of player they try to mold him into yeah because inevitably he's going to turn into some sort of playmaker because if you're on the Warriors you have to be one you have to be a guy with good court vision and otherwise, like eventually you kind of fizzle out and they
1: they move you. Hell it's you, a Brent.
0: high IQ team.
1: It is. It's it's desirable. And we'll talk about that at the end there. I think I think it's really hard to step back and not endorse this team and everything that they've done. Um, speaking of everything they've done, their last two draft picks and Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. Holy hell! Like seventh pick, I forget what Moody was. Kaminga's seventh pick absolutely needed nothing from him last year yet. He just got to run around and jump whenever he was called on and he did and started a playoff game. Uh, I forget if it was the finals or conference finals. I think it was the finals. Um, there's, there's just so much upside there with this jump he started out the the playoff
0: games I'm seeing here.
1: Yeah. I, I think it was a finals game that he started it and he's 20 years old or whatever it is. And I don't know. Could he could he develop into an Andre Iguodala type athletic freak, lockdown yeah. defender? And not even option What's that? Not even twenty. Not even twenty. And He's
0: nineteen years and two hundred and seventy nine days as of today. Moses Moody, to twenty October sixth.
1: What did Moses Moody just have? Like he went twelve of twelve shooting in his last game that he played in summer league. Something absurd. And it's summer league. We all know. Take that with a grain of salt. But right. that's a guy who's getting his shot and is already proven that he's like a lockdown defender um it's so tantalizing this young unit is so interesting and it's just it's cherries on top man they could have none of yeah. these guys and still be a dominant force in the west this year and then also we haven't talked about it in a moment Jordan Poole just who's to say he doesn't take another leap
0: yeah i mean he, i i'd almost be more surprised if he didn't because like he in theory should slowly carve out a larger role as clay who knows maybe by the end of his career clay thompson's coming off the bench at 38 years old you know is like that miami heat ray allen piece while you have a prime jordan pool you have guys who are coming in and fit the system perfectly you just compared moody to or did you compare kaminga to igudala yep you know and Andre Godala. Uh, you know, Jordan Poole turns into a Clay Thompson type uh, 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 Steph Curry. I'm not saying these guys are going to be Olympians necessarily or necessarily or the Jordan Poole is going to retire anywhere near the stratosphere of what Steph Curry has cemented himself, which I know we're going to get into. Uh, but the Warriors maintain an identity And that is going to transcend decades. I think as long as you have these people in charge and you have to have some good luck with health, then we know what the formula is, whether it be from the front office or on the floor. And we know it works. And I'm going to tap myself on the back. All right. Let's go back to my first college radio show first ever episode of running with the Bulls. And I said, the Warriors are going to win the NBA championship. And everyone laughed at me. Everyone laughed at me. They did win the championship that year. I said, Steve Kerr is going to be an all-time great coach because he played under Lute Olson at, at Arizona. He played under Lenny Wilkins, Phil Jackson, Greg
1: Popovich, the guy's smart. Do you the remember I when know. I did you remember when I called into that show, Adam, when your co-host, the, the late great Reed Lubin, said the best backcourt in the NBA was the Wizards? And I called and I was like, no, no, no. It's the Warriors, it's the Splash Brothers. Wow. Yeah. This is hilarious. That it's like a tunnel through time to it the is. beginning of the Warriors dynasty and your career in sports radio. That's where the Warriors take us, man. They are an intergalactic, interdimensional. Force. I mean, aliens from other planets are like, we need that championship DNA. We need yeah. guys who got that dog in them. And that's why Gary Payton is now on the Trailblazers.
0: Yeah, he has to blaze his own trail, I guess. Exactly. But the Warriors would destroy the Monstars. It wouldn't be right. close. They'd shoot them and run them out the
1: gym. Oh, yeah. you got
0: Alien Sean Bradley out here. Good luck. Wow. Okay. I can't believe we, we haven't, haven't done, done that in
1: I can't believe we haven't done uh, the players on the Monstars versus modern teams and just seeing how that went. Our next 2K binge. We'll do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We, we did have a new uh, 2K episode. I'm very excited uh, for 2K 23 coming out soon. Um, So if if you haven't listened to that one, give that a, give that a listen. Uh, Ben, I feel like we get, we have to get to the point, the climax of our show where we talk about legacy, we talk about dynasty and we talk about, Steph Curry in the Warriors, it's interchangeable. You can't talk about one in, without talking about the other. Like, where do they rank individually? Where do they
1: rank together? Adam, let's begin. I think you have to start with Steph. We have, we've been saving him. We've, we've brushed on him so far today. None of this works. The Warriors are not a championship team without Steph. Maybe five years from now, with good progression and maybe another asset coming in or developing some regard, they are again. But when Steph is out of his prime, there is a gaping hole in the role of superstar. Steph has four titles, two of them, undisputed best player on the team. Kevin Durant, maybe he was the better player during those seasons, not the more important player to the team. Do you think that distinction is fair? Do you you know? what I'm getting at there where people want to discredit kind of both, like people slander KD and Steph for that. Repeat the repeat that again. I need to. So so the two championships with KD people like to say Steph wasn't the undisputed best player on it, but then also KD wasn't the undisputed best player. So they kind of both get that taken away from them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I would agree with that. I, I think that's kind of where the narrative was at and it is like hypocritical.
1: It's a are, are they the only two top 20 players to ever play on the same team together? Oh, wait. No, they aren't. Not even a little
0: bit. Like, and you can't have your cake and eat it too with that take. You, know? you can't have your
1: cake and eat it too. We're making t-shirts. Love that. Kobe <laughs> and Shaq. Magic and uh, Kareem. Those are two different pairs of top 12 players of all time who have won championships together, no one criticizes them for winning together. So why are Steph and KD so thoroughly penalized? Anyway, four championships, two of them, no matter what you say, the best player on the team. He's got two MVPs, one, the only undisputed ever. Finals MVP, finally got that monkey off his back. He revolutionized the game. It's hard to quantify, but we now talk about gravity. In AAU games, we talk about gravity. Players are valued not just for the stats they put on tape, but they are measured by the amount the defense has to care about them. And you see it in these wonderful playmakers like Luka Doncic, who can draw in someone in a second, whip the ball across the court because of the, the strain he puts on the defense. He's the best superstar to play alongside with since Tim Duncan. What are your thoughts on that?
0: He's the best superstar to play with since Tim Duncan.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think LeBron is also in there, but I think maybe you could just say LeBron. It's LeBron makes everyone around him better. I think yeah. that Steph
0: Curry has been more successful in less time. And so, and you can say that Steph Curry's been in a better situation, but you also have to look at the situation, Steph Curry, like the Warriors were an afterthought in the NBA when Steph Curry came uh, to that team. And there's been so much brilliance around him. It's a lot like, you know, Michael Jordan comes to the Chicago Bulls, but like, yeah, how you got there matters. Yeah. And doing it the hard way matters. And it is more impressive that Steph has had more success in last years without having to leave his team.
1: And, and so that's one thing. I think if you slice just the last 10 years, which is arbitrary, Steph probably actually has the better resume than LeBron. However, LeBron has like eight or nine years. In addition to that, where he's also the best player in the league. So Obviously, in overall legacy, LeBron is better, but in the last decade... I don't think it's obvious. I, Adam, I do think LeBron's four MVPs, four titles. Yeah. Like 18 really first good. teams or whatever. Yeah, 12 first teams or whatever he's got. I, look, I'm as big a Steph guy as I think you'll find, but maybe maybe I less than you. A sub point I had for best superstar to play alongside since Tim Duncan, one team, really one coach. Mark Jackson was there before Steph ignited. That's huge and should count. He's 34 or 33 going to be 34 soon. I think he has at least barring a severe injury, which does happen. And little guys get hurt badly. He's got at least two more prime years. I think there are two more years where he is a contender to be the best player on the court every single match. And at least two more years after that of second tier, of running mate, second best player on a championship team, maybe still the, the way the offense runs, but maybe there's a guy who scores more points. Maybe there's a guy who, maybe it's James Wiseman who has a Joel Embiid type defensive impact and Steph isn't as impactful, but still scores more. I think there's, there's at least four more years where it's Steph Curry's Warriors. And I that's important we- because people are comparing every other player that are in top 15 lists aside from Kevin Durant, Giannis and LeBron are done playing. And I think Steph is miles ahead of Giannis right now. I think he's clearly surpassed KD and like, you know, Luca projects to be up there, but what have you done for me yet? You're 22 or whatever. Right. And then LeBron, I, all of this factors in and, and please, we can, we can reel it back if you want to. For my top 10 players, and we, I, I, we don't need to dissect where everyone is. I'm probably wrong. LeBron's my number one. Then MJ, Kareem, Magic, Wilt Russell, Tim Duncan. And then at number eight, I have Steph Curry with Kobe behind him, Hakeem, Shaq, and then Larry Bird. I'm very low on Larry Bird compared to most people. Um, and I think... If Steph didn't play another minute of basketball, he's ahead of Kobe Bryant. And in this four years, I project of like significant relevance, he could get two more championships very conceivably and at least one more as the clear best player. I think if he does that, he's the fourth best player of all time behind only LeBron, MJ, and Kareem.
0: I mean, I think that's all feasible. Like, LeBron, 19 years. He's been doing this a long time. Steph, 13. What's Steph going to do in that next six years? He's already the best shooter of
1: all time. I didn't even have that as one of my notes.
0: What? How long he's
1: been in? Uh, That he's the best shooter of all time.
0: Yeah, he is the best shooter of all time. He changed the game. I look at impact. I also think that like one of the hard hard things about ranking guys across positions is all time greats is like Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, and LeBron James and Luka Doncic are, and and Scottie Pippen they're like one a uh, let's call it like that's like one breed of player the interchangeable positionless uh, you know six seven to six nine playmaker defensive stopper do it all guy. LeBron James is the best of everyone I just mentioned and you can feasibly run LeBron one through five and we've seen it happen many times throughout his career and then you have like a new species that is your Steph Curry or Damian Lillard's and you had like the early evolution when you had your Ray Allens and your Reggie Millers or Maybe you're Diane Marley who's taken five threes a game back in the 92, 93 season. But you saw flashes of guys like, okay, we got to get this open because he's sniping. But it wasn't until Steph Curry and Dame Lillard and Clay Thompson that there was like all of a sudden a player is taking more three point attempts than a team did. So we're seeing a new species here of the shoot first three point sniper point guard. And so it's very hard to measure impact against, or it's like saying, what's the best animal? Well, a cat is very different than a dog. You can talk about what dog is the best, what cat is the best. And then you look at the other uh, category I'm going to tie in, where we're going to talk about the Shaquille O'Neal's, the Bill Russell's and uh, the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's, the Hakeem Olajuwon's, the old school center, you know? And it doesn't like, so when I do it, I look at, okay, I look at impact. I look at legacy. I look at success. I look at how much you did uh, to make your teammates better. And I look at the road you took. And so when I look at Steph Curry in the book is very much still being written. So I don't even feel that comfortable ranking him right now. I will say he's got to be in my top 10. I'll probably throw something out there in a second here. Um, But when I look at the way he's had to do it, it's remarkable. And I mean, remarkable is the biggest understatement of all time. It's extraordinary to say the least. And I do think like, let's put it this way. I'd be borderline shocked if they don't win another championship with Steph Curry. Like I'd almost be flabbergasted. Like if, if, if we went into the future, And we're in our forties and you're like telling future me old future Ben is or future Ben is telling current me, Oh, the Warriors didn't want any more championships after 2022. No, that can't be be shocking. Yeah. Um, But yeah, let's see. Jordan. LeBron. Kareem. It gets really dicey around that Kobe
1: Bryant era, but from four through, and I've talked a lot about this with our our friend, Jack French from four through, honestly, 12, it's very close. I think I really, really clearly a top three with LeBron MJ and Kareem. And frankly, I don't care if you have LeBron or MJ. Number one, I price in more LeBron success to come. I think LeBron could not double MJ in points, but come close. Like that's, that's insane. LeBron could have five more seasons. Um, but uh, from Magic through Larry Bird, some people would have Magic and Larry like as their six and seven. I have them as my fourth and 12. But like, are you going to tell me that Hakeem Olajuwon was definitely better or definitely worse than Larry Bird? I don't know. Were those guys yeah, better than Bill it, Russell?
0: It's like at, at that point, you're kind of talking, you're comparing it across species. I will say, I want to be on record saying there's no way that I think LeBron will ever double Um, Jordan's scoring.
1: Isn't he already like 10,000? Sorry that there is a fire truck out behind me.
0: Uh, He's got about 500 points more than Jordan, a little less.
1: Well, then maybe I I, I was mistaken that for some other famous player who has few points but he'll still probably get ten thousand more than probably
0: pass kareem like undoubtedly
1: like without a severe injury lebron will wind up being the the stat king of the world like it it is insane he's so good um lebron has like eight seasons as the number two scorer in the nba he isn't considered to be a scorer yet he will be the nba's all-time scoring leader uh and just a a monster in the playoffs this is doesn't need to be a lebron podcast Um, but the
0: lebron steph curry thing should be mentioned because we are going to look back at that particular rivalry and that is going to be one of the most nostalgic conversations that people are having in 2035 remember steph curry against lebron james the, the same thing we complained about for four years as basketball
1: fans. Oh, it's the
0: same thing every year. No, I appreciate it.
1: Yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. And, and I think when it comes to people complaining about and appreciating, I sort of wrote down, because I feel, especially in Chicago, there is not enough respect for Steph Curry individually and uh, the Warriors as a team, uh, as like a franchise of the last decade. So I broke down, what makes a beloved team? Homegrown talent, interesting play style, minimal off-court issues, unique characters, and continuity. Is there anything else that you think is a key tenant of what attracts fans from outside your region or what makes fans within your region follow that team in particular?
0: Did you say like winning
1: success? Honestly? Didn't even put that there, but I think
0: that's, that's definitely on there for me.
1: Success obviously matters, but I think success as much as success contributes to being beloved, it contributes to being hated, which I'll talk about in a moment.
0: Oh, I agree. I agree.
1: But let's walk through that homegrown talent. Steph, Clay, and Dre, the best threesome of talent to only play for one team in NBA history. Next question.
0: Probably Oh, only one team,
1: only one team. Well done. Thank you. Kaminga, Looney, Poole, Wiseman. That's seven guys who have been drafted by the Warriors, which make up this core. I don't know if there's another NBA team with four guys who are. The Celtics actually have like a lot of good homegrown guys. Interesting play style. Seth Curry changed the game. They are always among the league leaders in assists. They do not play hero ball, which is often criticized from areas about another area's great team. Like, oh, Kobe, hero ball. LeBron plays hero ball. Luka ball. People people discredit that. And they have great defense. Not that anyone cares about that in terms of play style, but real basketball fans who watch games can all identify this unbelievable hustle and team defense that makes them just an incredible team. Next tenant, minimal off-court issues. Steve Kerr galvanized political issues at a beyond sports commentary level just a few months ago. His conversation about uh, gun control sparked national conversation. Draymond Green gets on people's nerves. I get that. I know a lot of people don't like Draymond Green. He can flop sometimes. He can, can be an ass. So I get that that's like the only thing I really feel like okay maybe that's a fair criticism for the whole team and Steph minimal off-court issues the most important cog in this wheel zero off-court issues in his career it would be the shock of the century if you ever had one for the rest of his career two more things unique characters Clay Thompson is one of the most beloved players in the league regardless of what team you're a fan of people love how much he loves his dog. People love how much he loves to just get high and fucking (laughs) shoot buckets, man. Yeah, Yeah. He is a warrior for coming back 800 some days later or whatever it was. Draymond moves the needle. He is still, even if he is dislikable, he's got, you know, when he was doing his podcast, it was like the most downloaded sports podcast or whatever it was. Andrew Wiggins gets his redemption arc goes from number one overall pick to bust to cast aside for nothing to not fitting in to fitting in to leading a team to the fucking finals jordan Poole grows from g league talent to most improved player caliber gary payton ii tried to work as a videographer for the warriors this year and he was a crucial player in the nba finals they have amazing characters on this team and last thing this is something i, I was really really proud of when i looked at the stats for this continuity they've had the same core since 2014 2014's all nba first team lebron was on the calves that's a different team anthony davis was on the pelicans that's a different team that he's currently on mark gasol was on the grizzlies james harden was on the rockets and steph curry was on the warriors no player on the second or third team in 2014 is currently on that team that's crazy right How about a little more recent? 2017, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, and Steph all make All-NBA teams. The Warriors players are the only players currently on the team that, uh, of any player to make the 2017 All-NBA team, everyone is on a new team now, aside from Dre and Steph. So they have better continuity at a high level than anyone in the league. Yeah. So these core tenants, they they They've overwhelmingly fulfilled them. So why the hate? Why do people hate the Warriors? Success. That's the biggest one. Toppling their own legacy. I think there's a lot of hate derived from Chicago fans knowing. Yeah. That there are there are some comparisons. There's Just app single wins. season. There are app single season comparisons to chip away at the Bulls uh dominance i think the bulls dynasty is better right now but we could see a world where we're talking about that yeah whatever the talking points say this is another thing i think people just generate conversation and the warriors have been relevant for so long so people have developed just things they don't like about them because they're around and lastly people hate selfish players or selfish play styles and that could not be the more could not be a greater antithesis of how the warriors play So all that to say, Adam, I want to hear your points of what I just went on that tangent. The Warriors should be the most loved team. And they're hated and disrespected. They're not, they're not hated like the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Patriots. And that's fine. But I present the case that they are the most likable team in sports and they are, Oh, KD went there. Steph Curry's not that good. Not a real dynasty. Not even taken seriously in the finals by many people. Even though I was one of the people who thought they were going to lose. But
0: the floor you is yours. Weren't, you weren't quiet there for, for a second. Um, but you are you're heard now. Excellent. Um, yeah. I mean, I I think you make some great points, and. Uh, there's teams like them, but there's never been this. I have the Warriors is the third best dynasty of all time right they're now. The fourth,
1: they're the fourth for me, but I, I, I would love to hear your ranking list.
0: So 90s Bulls, number one.
1: 90s Bulls, number one.
0: Six championships in eight years and a team when it's a full league. A lot of the years, the '60s Celtics did 11 and 13. There were only about eight, ten teams in the NBA.
1: Yeah, I, I don't Man. have the, I don't even though Bill Russell just all he did is win. I don't have them. They don't qualify. Like they, they played against the same. I, mean, I don't NBA want to guy. discredit
0: the, the talent. Like it was a different era, you know. And it's, and I don't think it's fair to otherwise we start taking away from a guy like Babe Ruth, you know, like which, I think which
1: people do, which people do, they but they, they do, but they do. I think the idea only, that the in idea the time, that one team could win 12 times in 13 years, whatever it is, 11, yeah. uh, is a repudiation of the um, parody of the league. Like I think that shows.
0: And there was you know, a regional draft. You have to look at the context, all of it, yeah. you know, the bulls did this in a time when you can't question the skill of the 1990s in the long list of people who never won a championship. And I believe that they were the only team besides the Celtics ever to have two three-peats. Like they did it three times in a row twice. So they have to be number one, the Celtics, 11 and 13 years. um, The history around that, the amount of times they built Wilt Chamber or beat Wilt Chamberlain. Like, yeah, that's my number two. But then I have the Warriors and I have that, you know, maybe i should have you know warriors are going down to 4 i hate to I hate to do it but i'm putting that kobe shack lakers
1: cuz they did wow i could not disagree more on a uh, great team but i think dynasty can't be talked about in less than 5 years cuz i think that the, the lakers were irrelevant after Shaq leaving, and not irrelevant before Shaq got there. But I don't. What was their last finals? Would it have been like ninety two or ninety three before Shaq arrived. Like it was a three year eight. Yeah, probably ninety one. But I think that's interesting. I wasn't qualifying them. Can, can I? Can I share mine?
0: Of course. Yeah. And just a yeah. So they won 2000, 2001, one, two thousand two. I think three peating is insane maybe i maybe i call that a tie but then i have like the spurs you know so So,
1: yeah i'm very interested to hear yours 90s bulls 80s lakers eight in a decade eight finals in a decade i think the ceiling for the dubs if things go well is pushing them for the second best dynasty of all time
0: geez yeah i'm kind of looking at the 80s lakers they won in 80 82 golly 85 and 85,
1: then the number 88? the number two a uh, number three on my list the only other one ahead of the warriors right now uh are the 80 celtics those teams were just absolute units i mean they made eight finals appearances in a decade for the lakers that's crazy talk that's when so people I'm knew six at were bad championships for you, one. yeah I, I think lakers had five in that decade yeah Celtics uh, had three. so 8, one eighty four eighty six. 86. Right. Behind the Celtics, I have the 15, 25 dubs. I'm calling it the 25 because I think it's going to be a 10-year period in which they're measured. Uh, right now, they have six finals appearances in nine seasons. I think they could get to eight appearances in 11 with five wins. I think that's like – I wouldn't say it's minus odds to happen, but it's very close to them – In the next three years, getting a finals appearance and a finals championship. And then behind them, I have the 2000 Spurs, who never peaked as hard as any of these other teams, but boy, were they, what do they have, three losing months? That matters. It's not, obviously finals are important, but this was the best or top five team for 13 years in a row, just insanity.
0: Yeah. I mean, you you look at, just for context, Spurs, 99, 2003, 2005, 2006, 2014. Can you still count it eight years later? I will let you put it in there because Tim Duncan, but eh, it's a stretch. Warriors, 15, 17, 18. If they get 19, I probably put them ahead of the Lakers, but then they get 22, and it's the same core. And so maybe, I mean, my list keeps moving, Ben. My list keeps moving because you made some great points with uh, the, the Showtime Lakers as well, who did uh, 80, 82, 85, 87, 88. No three, Pete. The Celtics, um, 81, 84, 86. No three, Pete. Uh, and then, of course, the Bulls. 91, 92, 93, 96, 97, 98. I'm gonna my final list. I'm sticking with the 90s Bulls. I'm sticking with the 60s Celtics. I think you're right about the Showtime Lakers deserving to be number three. Um, and then yeah, I am going to go tie. I'm gonna go with a tie between the, the Phil Jackson, uh Carl, or not Carl Malone, that that team lost, but the Phil Jackson, you know, Kobe Bryant, uh Shaquille O'Neal. Teams uh that three with the Lakers and did have that finals appearance when they're upset and Slava medvedenko uh starts in the clinching game uh because Carl Malone can't play. Um, so everyone has you know their weird little like side stories and different things that happen, but if it's a travesty
1: to call this team anything but a dynasty at this point, agreed. There's just no definition of dynasty that shouldn't include them. They won yeah. three out of four, and with one minute left in Game Seven, they were tied. They didn't win. Everyone remembers they didn't win, but we are one minute away from a fourpeat, which then led into a Finals appearance with their two of their three best players getting hurt. And as soon as they're healthy again, all together, they're back. It, that it, it, to me is such a vindication on the core essence of the Warriors. Well, the, and- so the, the Warriors. 15, 17, 18. So no four-peat, no three-peat. But if if they would have won. I see what you're
0: saying in 16. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we all know they blew a 3-1 lead. I won't forget that. And we can't change that. But they were seconds away. They were 60 seconds away from a four-peat. And them being already pushing the Bulls for for dynasties and I think I think we're really gonna get to enjoy a lot of good basketball from the Warriors in the future and I'm so thankful to have gotten to see so much of it now already and that's Adam that's mostly what I want to say on the pod I don't know if I have anything left to say other than gratitude for the Warriors and Steph Curry and optimism going forward
0: yeah uh, I guess my final thoughts would be as of right now the other tie I have is best point guard of all time Magic Johnson and Steph Curry.
1: And I I've had a lot of conversations about this recently. It feels so wrong to compare them play style-wise and what they brought to the table. Yeah. Magic has like eight first teams, dude. He is he is legit. I like I I think I went into researching that, leaning Steph Curry. And I am, I am a magic is better than Steph right now, guy. But Steph could get two more. Steph get an MVP and two more championships easily. Like it, it could just happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. I w- the thing I'm kind of keeping my eye on is Steph Curry will have a longer career, but right now Magic Johnson has played 80 more games exactly, and um, he has 155.8 win shares to 120.2. I want to see that gap closed magic johnson also slightly more efficient player efficiency rating 24 1 steph curry 23 8 i don't think that these are the holy grail of how to measure a player's greatness but there's something i'm keeping a very close eye on when you're looking at two players that are different but you need to measure their impact they're in that same level of winning you know um you, you have them slightly higher with, uh, or the Lakers slightly higher of the 80s, but that's what I think as we look ahead. Steph, what can you do to close this gap? Warriors, what can you do to climb higher on Ben's list? Can you get to the point where you're flirting with the 90s Bulls?
1: I can't wait to find out, man.
0: Ben, it's always a pleasure having you on.
1: I, it's uh, the pleasure's all mine, man. Thanks thanks for reaching out, and, and I'm thrilled to talk hoops and the dubs anytime
0: and we'll uh i'm sure i'll be circling back with you to talk a little 2k when the new game comes out
1: so i, I hope we get to do some in-person gaming hey I'll, I'll be in town in august all right man i'll see you soon
0: all right see ya.